All right. Coming at you once again, this uh, recorded session, of course, of Sticks and Kicks, week number three of our revamp, of our rebrand, of our resurgence, of our rebirth, of our re... Uh, I'm out of words. Lucio, help me out here. Reinstated? You could say we rose from the ashes. Oh, we, we, uh, well, we didn't race from the ashes. We took a hiatus on on what we were doing, and uh, we're back at it again. I think uh, every show kind of needs a hiatus. I think we've kind of found some some new people to kind of uh, fill in on times where some of us want to take hiatuses. I feel like Danny's going to be the only one not really taking any breaks because uh, Danny kind of lives in this yeah. studio. So, <laughs> I know. I mean, like, you can always take a break, but it's going to be like, I'm going to need the keys. I'm going to need, the, you know, to learn how to use all. You're going to have to leave the laptop alone, and I'm going to come, you know, fuck shit up. And, you know, but, like, uh, to be fair, I mean, I think we've we've kind of marketed ourselves in a very good way we've gotten some new people kind of on board we're gonna start throwing them in here every once in a while um we were this close to getting the whole team together for this for this uh recording right here this close just jeremy and rick yeah so that's cool well yeah big shout out to jeremy he's gonna be joining us uh hopefully next week he's gonna be in with us uh talking More a lot football, of basketball analysts right yeah, yes sir and then uh rick is gonna be just a general like uh good insight when it comes to football especially um Chicago soccer, soccer. Um, and then uh, Kenny's still with us. He still comes from the land of Colorado. Um, He's going to be coming a little bit later. We're going to call him in here. Uh, He's going to talk to us more about the hockey aspect of everything. And then, uh, yeah, myself, I'm hockey, uh, soccer, football, not too much basketball, baseball. I love those sports, but not too much uh, into the knowledge. That's just a lot of uh, knowledge for me that I have to kind of keep up with, but I can talk enough to know enough um about what i'm saying and to talk shit when i need to um so yeah and if you guys don't know who i am which i don't know if you guys have been living under a rock but i'm lucio uh co-host you know the one and lonely the sexiest of the three so the one and lonely one and lonely (laughs) no one and only but i did probably say lonely but anyways let's get to it we're gonna start off with uh egg ball or football hand egg hand egg there you go, hand egg. <laughs> I'm gonna start with hand egg here. All right, let's just get this out of the way. What happened, man? Oh, we talked about this. We did last talk week. about it, and it's like I, I I cannot believe the Cardinals' performance against a very undermanned Patriots yeah. team. Very undermanned. And I I was surprised as well, to be honest, because like they played, they didn't play bad. They That's the thing. They did play bad. No, it's, no, no. It's just so many mistakes were made. So much. Yeah, so, yeah. But also, I think they did stop a lot of your guys' run game. Because you guys, I mean, look at uh, Gilmore was just getting caught with penalties after penalties on Hopkins. Couldn't guard him. And I don't know if it was that the pressure, the, the pass rush was being, you know, just completely demolished. The pass well, protection was being demolished. And, and he couldn't get his passes out quick enough. But also, when he would try to take off on runs... It was hard for Kyler Murray to get through because they kind of had him on, they had him kind of locked in into more of a pocket area, so he couldn't really get out of there. Um, he didn't get sacked very much. I think he had like what two sacks that whole game. Uh, I gotta look that up. I think like see. two, maybe three. But he 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 was pressured a lot the whole game, and uh, I think it kind of showed um, just kind of how things happened. He got there was a fumble. Uh, they got a fumble touchdown, right? I think if I remember correctly, or it was like an interception. It was a a padded interception. Yeah, there was there was that uh, that big interception. I'm seeing here one touchdown. Oh, well, there's I mean, Kenny. One, one sack. Let's see what Kenny's got to say. 
Well, I don't have them on the same. You call them. All right. Bear with us, folks. We're going to put Kenny on here just to kind of get him on. I guess he's he's able to talk in here. Maybe Kane's asleep. So let's see what he, All right. what he has so to we say. Have see if we can get a little bit more out of him. On the Arizona Deportiva oh. line, he, he straight up hung up. Call him again. He said hello and hung up. <laughs> let's try this one more time. I was going to give him a good and. All right, I was going to give him a good introduction, but now fuck that guy. Oh, Kenny, how's it going? <laughs> hey, how you doing? <laughs> how you doing, buddy? Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, good. Put, can't go to sleep? No, uh, we're actually going to go to Main Street, so you might hear some background noise. Um, That's all right. We started talking about football first. We're going to call you here in a little bit when we got to hockey. So, uh, are, are, you, uh, we're on, are you doing it right now? Yeah, we're on right now. No, I mean, are you talking hockey right now? Or no, you we're want to talking talk football? football. Okay. Yeah, we're just, we're ta- we're, right now, we're, we're talking about how the, the Cardinals just couldn't get anything done against the Patriots. Uh, yeah. It's not so much that the Patriots were putting so much pressure like we we're going through right now. I think it was only one sack that they got them. Plenty, of, uh, plenty of hurries. But the thing is, yeah. when Kyler Murray is not running the ball, there is zero threat. Like, we can talk about Kenan Drake getting all those hard-earned yards. He's one of the league leaders in that. He puts in a lot of work. Yeah. But if you take away the big play, like Kyler Murray finding a hole up the middle, getting the getting around the edge, picking up, you know, those 20, 25-yard runs that he's become famous for. But if you take that away, yeah. that's pretty much the dual threat just becomes guard Hopkins and the rest of the Cardinals aren't going to do anything. Well, yeah. Isabel plays a big part sometimes. Every once in a Isabella while. Isabella catches like one of every three that he's targeted. Uh, yeah. He drops so many True. balls. It's so frustrating. He is the fastest guy on the team but probably. Let's, let's talk about your guys' real problem. And I've talked to coworkers about this. I've talked to car- other Cardinals fans about this. And every they're finally agreeing with me because they're finally realizing that it's true. Zane Gonzalez is a terrible kicker. And yes, I've said this for a long time, and for whatever reason, I have people that praise him like if he's God or like if he's like super good. Okay, All not right, God, wait, but wait super good, <laughs> super good, not God. But su- like they're like, no, he's he just had like a, a bad game or whatever. Zane no. the God Gonzalez, <laughs> Zane. Oh my God, Gonzalez, maybe. But like, like Gonzalez, he's he's missed. So if you look at his record, he's missed more, almost more than he's made. He's like 50-50. It's like how, how, I would never throw my odds in that. Even Nick Folk, who's missed fucking game-changing uh, you know, game, uh, kicks, made his kick that game to win the game. Yeah. And Nick Folk is like he's been dumped from teams because he's been dumped from the Patriots and then re-picked up later because he's missed stupid shots. He's been left from the Buccaneers from all these to the Bears. I mean, like he's he's been dropped by because they he misses big game shots. But if you look at his percentage, he's actually not a terrible kicker. He's just missed yeah. important shots, important kicks. And I think with Zane, it's he's missed not just important kicks, but regular kicks in general. I think the Jeremy put it best when I was talking to him last is that he has a limited amount that he could do each game. And if he True. if he puts in work during the game, puts in three or four kicks, then that just takes away at the end. You cannot count on him in the end. Because he's like, I don't know if it's that he runs out of energy. I think it's also I don't the pressure. It's, I think it's too much pressure. With him, him. I've, I've noticed that when he has pressure, he does worse than yeah, he doesn't have he, pressure. He cracks under pressure. That's, that's my biggest thing with him is that he'll hit a – 
what a couple games ago he hit one from 56, 50 yards out yeah. yeah 56 looks good he, he'll miss one with the game in a, we're in a tight spot fourth quarter from 34 yards out it's yep. like what are you doing it's it's a he, he just of... I hate to bash on a player's mental but he just may not be mentally strong and that's he did the same on the Browns and and it's the worst. It's one of the worst positions to be weak mentally because as a kicker, so much relies on you. Yeah, because they how ice many, you and everything. Yeah, any any kind like you know, not any team. How many times are like, okay, we're down by two, we're down by three, whatever. All we need is a field yeah. goal to send into overtime. That is an immense pressure. Yeah, on any kind of player. And then they do like yeah. the coaches. I mean, coaches freeze freeze the kick, so like you know, the player is like ready to go. He, he might have come to terms with his his nerves, and then they freeze the kicker. And then you have to go back, and he you have to get re like your your nerves. You have to like recall them down. And no, that, that game that you guys are talking about that that was a Seattle game where he made yeah. one from far away, and then he missed another one yeah. to, to, uh, to that would have ended the game. Yeah. Got yeah. sent, sent it to overtime, but uh, I remember that game. It was actually Kingsbury that called his yeah. timeout. He called his own timeout. And, and I'm all, I, I think I even tweeted out. Yeah, we iced our own I kicker. Your own kicker. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if it works out. It did. It worked out. That you, Dude, that was such a funny game for uh, oh my God. for me personally because um, I, uh, I, I play fantasy football, and obviously I'm going to root for the Cardinals all the time, right? Um, but I have DK Metcalf on my team, right? <laughs> well, uh, it's crazy, man. Uh, my father-in-law. Right now, but... <laughs> keep going. My, father, my father-in-law, um, he had Tyler Lockett. And, oh. <laughs> and Tyler, uh, we weren't playing each other, but he was like, hey, man, I'm sorry to root against you because, you know, I know the, your favorite team's the Cardinals, but, you know, I need Lockett to have a – I need Lockett to have like a – like a 40-point game for me to – had a game. Yeah, he goes, I need Lockett for me to have – or to have uh, a 40-point game for me if I'm going to have any chance in this. It's like he spoke it into existence because Lockett had <laughs> – Lockett had 42 points for him. And he was like, yes, yes. And then here's the funniest part. He's like, all right, Lockett got his uh, – Lockett got his points. Now, now I can root for the Cardinals. Uh, he goes – it was in overtime. He goes – Watch what's going to happen. Seattle's going to turn over the ball, and then and sure shit, there it is. Seattle turns over the ball. I know. So I was like, since you're so into speaking things into existence here, uh, let's, let's talk about some money. You know, like, we're gonna. I want. I want to start seeing some money flowing flowing through the door since you're, you know, Nostradamus over here. <laughs> Kane thinks the same thing. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I'm a little distracted. No, you're good. So. I, I I just feel like, you know, the Cardinals are gonna have they're gonna be playing today against the the Rams and they need to uh, divisional they game. need to get this W. Uh, I'm not a big Cardinals fan, but I do understand where the, the position that the Cardinals are in. They need to win in order to stay in the hunt to potentially be in the league lead in the league in the division leaders, or else they're gonna fall too far behind to where they're not even gonna be in the hunt. It's different rules I think this year, right? With like. Who's going to be going, like, how they're going to take the playoffs? Like, is it going to be two teams? It's, it's expanded, yeah. It's, so, so, so yeah, they so. need to stay within that realm. If they go too far down, they might not Here's have the thing. Any. With the Cardinals win, they're going to tie with the Rams at both 7-5. and five. Right now, Rams are sitting at 7-4. That's seven, what I'm four, saying. Cardinals 6-5. and five, So, they would tie with the Cardinals victory. We definitely need Seattle yeah. to lose. I don't know who Seattle's <laughs> playing. Got to look that up. But uh, while, while I do, um, I said you guys are going to laugh at me. 
know my kickers? Zane. Zane Gonzalez. My You're a kicker. fucking idiot. <laughs> I forgot to change I almost, I actually, I almost picked Zane Gonzalez up in my fantasy draft because I was like, you know, the Cardinals, uh, they have difficulty executing in the red zone. Um, so I was like, you know, uh, gotta get I'm going to grab Gonzalez. Though, right? Yeah, you're going to get a lot of field goals. I'm so glad I didn't. I got Sanders from Miami. He averages me about 11 points, so that's that's pretty sick. But, um, yeah. Hey, run, run me so, down your, your lineup right now. Now I'm curious. Sure, sure. Let me let me pull it up here. They're playing the Giants. Um, it's, yeah. a big, it's a big fantasy game for me today, too, because um, if I win, then I get a bye week in the playoffs. I'll be If I win today, I get to – you know, sit out the first round and automatically move on. And I get uh, to keep keep my buy-in, so I don't have to pay anything if I lose. All right, so I have Deshaun Watson. I have Nick Chubb. Nice. I have Jonathan Taylor. I have Tyreek Hill, who put up a, a humble 51 points for me last week. Um, I have DK Metcalf. I've got Christian Kirk. Uh, I've got Tanyan, the tight end for Green Bay. Uh, this week I have Kansas City's defense, and then I have Sanders. Um, and then on my bench I have DeAndre Swift because he is out today. Uh, Curtis Samuel, Lucio, there's your boy. Uh, ben Curtis. Roethlisberger is my backup QB. Boo. Uh, um, do you have, who's your starting QB? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. Why would you not go with – Ben. Roethlisberger because Deshaun I know Roethlisberger's team's winning more but Deshaun Watson puts up better numbers each week okay and then I, I got sneaky and I saw that Josh Gordon just got reinstated so I grabbed him this um, <laughs> and threw him on my bench uh, but yeah and then I've got Kevin Coleman from San Francisco so I've, I've got a pretty decent team I'm 9-3 and three right hey, now you've got a, got a couple of weapons there how many people in the league uh, how many people? Twelve. Twelve. Okay. Well, yeah. Got a couple of monsters there. Yeah, I got a couple. Uh, there's the guy I'm playing though today. His his team is stacked. I'm, I'm not going to go through everything, but I'll just tell you who he has. He's got Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Gibson from Washington, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Cup. Yeah, I'm not. Dalvin Cook is the one I'm most afraid of. Him and Rodgers, obviously, but I don't remember him. It'll be. I, I'll uh, I'll update you guys on 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 today. See how I'm doing, but yeah. Anyway, we're getting too much into fantasy stuff. This we should have a fantasy uh, fantasy uh, segment though. I think that'd be fun. No, definitely. Not. I mean, start start next season. We're actually gonna have sticks and kicks fantasy football, so we'll be able to talk shit to each other. We will. Awesome. And I, uh, I'll yeah. probably end up be the one hosting it. And uh, I I think I've talked about how I wanted to do it, right? Or no? Do you guys? Which, Kenny, you might have to come fly down here for a weekend, you know, just for this particular event. For the draft? Okay. For the draft. So, for the draft, I'm having, like, two weeks before the draft, I'm going to have a, a, a poker night, meaning that there's going to be 10 players, and then everyone's going to basically use their ante, whatever they, like, the $50, or depending on we play for 50 or $100, and then everyone's going to put in the $100, and that money's obviously going to be put away for the, uh, for the winnings, uh, but... They're going to put in the money, and that's how much chips you're going to get. And then uh, whoever wins is going to get first. Whoever gets out second, you know. The draft order. As you lose, as you start losing all your chips and you, you get knocked out, that's the position you're going to be in. So if you get knocked down first, you're going oh, to be 10th. 
If you get knocked That's out second, you're going to be ninth and then stuff like that. And since we're going to be doing like a back and forth uh, a draft where it's first through ten and then ten through first. Snake, snake order, yeah. Snake order. Yeah. Um, it'll work out pretty good. I think it's going to be one of those. Uh, I think it'll be a fun yeah. way to get everyone to get to know each other and to have like things there. And if you can't make it, you automatically. I'll forfeit. do virtual. Uh, that's not going to work. You have to fly down here, bud. Um, have to right. have we'll, we'll give it a shot. Do we, <laughs> we'll do we have to shot. say a little bit about ourselves, Lucio, to the group? Is that it? Uh, no, you're not going to have to talk about people. It's not like an AA meeting. I was like, hello, you guys. I'm, uh, my name is Danny, and I'm an alcoholic. Like, no, of course not. And everyone knows you're an alcoholic. And we accept you for it's it. Nothing anonymous. <laughs> it's everything. There goes the anonymity. So, yeah. So, um, for, yeah. For, for me, just to get this uh, this last thing in uh, for fantasy, I got my one-two punch of Kyle Murray and Hopkins. Montgomery, oh, nice. Montgomery, who's like hot and cold. Okay. Like I cannot bench him because I know the second I do, he's going to put up a monster game. Which right, right, yeah. right now, and I mean, it's going on uh, in the first half. He already has almost twenty points, so I'm I'm good with wow. that. Christian Cup. Course, I got a uh, Hooper from Cleveland. By the way, I'm watching uh, Lucio and I. We got the Cleveland game going on right now. So uh, th- I th- dropped th- Hooper throwing the Cleveland massacre. You mean? They're just throwing haymakers at each other. And uh, freaking Cleveland that we have not talked about has eight wins on the season. We, they've flown completely under the radar because Chubb with this winning uh, <laughs> with this winning team. And of course, you know, picked the full ha- Fulham last week from Philly. Did you get a Chubb. Got the uh, Minnesota defense. And of course, Zane Gonzalez. Man, you got a lot of Cardinals on your roster. See, that's what I was thinking. Uh, I, I was I like, you know, I don't. I, yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> I was wondering. That's a that's a bold strategy to have like six Cardinals in, in the October. <laughs> yeah, your bye week's got to kill you. Um, yeah, that was the the thing that I was uh, having difficulty with. Like, yeah, I know Kyler Murray's great, but I am I having am I wearing Homer glasses right now. I don't care if people, other people think I'm a Homer, but I can't tell if I'm overvaluing them just because I was a fan. So I skipped them and I, and I got Deshaun Watson instead. Kyler Murray has pretty much consistently outscored um, every quarterback in our league besides, I think, Aaron Rodgers and, and I, Patrick I, I think a lot of people felt that way too because uh, Kyler Murray, I picked him up, I think, in the third or fourth round. Like, it was late. Wow, because uh, yeah. I think a lot of people are thinking the same way. Like this kid, he's he's. I mean, he's good, but he's not like you know. He's not Rogers good. He's not uh, Roethlisberger yeah. good. He's not this. But you know what? I mean, I saw him there. It's like fuck it, I'm gonna take a chance on him, and it's worked out beautifully. Yeah. No, uh, and Hopkins is a good grab. Obviously, that's a he's a good grab. But yeah, I don't oh, know. And, and uh, of course, my number one, my number one overall pick that I got was Derrick Henry, freaking monster. Oh yeah, that's a good pick. Yeah, Henry's Henry is amazing. But yeah, I was I was twelfth. I was uh, the last pick, but it was a snake draft, so that that's kind of nice. Uh, I feel like if you're gonna be if you're gonna be any other pick than one than or uh, than one or two, which obviously you know those two running backs, um, then you want to be you want to be twelve overall because you get back to back picks. So yeah, I think my my two my top two picks were Nick Chubb and Tyreek Hill, which worked out nice and then i then i got deshaun watson uh with my third pick but yeah well, we'll see we'll see boys. We'll but yeah we talked talked about this ad nauseum here <laughs> so but anyways let's uh 
what else about football do we have to talk about since it's more like a Well, Cardinals I mean, we know thing. what the Cardinals are facing up against. What are your Panthers got to do today? Uh, my Panthers are just sitting at home watching the game today. They yeah, off? Yeah, the bye, bye week. Okay. And I yeah. think you don't lose anything this week? <laughs> no, don't lose anything this week. You know, like I said, like I said last week, if Teddy Bridgewater was playing, we were going to lose. If we had P.J. Uh, uh, Walker, we might have had a chance. What happened? We played DJ. We played uh, Teddy Shitwater, and we lost. <laughs> why did we lose? Because he's Shitwater. That's why. That sounds disgusting. Shitwater. It's disgusting, especially his salary for nothing. For nothing he's done, the salary he's Oh, my God. I, I know that you're hard on him, but he's not that bad. Um, he is terrible. <laughs> he's not that bad. <laughs> Look, dude. He is terrible. You're sitting here because you don't have to face, you don't have to sit there and actually deal with him playing on your team. I don't want to hear shit, dude. I'm a Cardinals fan. Yeah. Okay? And we all agreed when you had terrible quarterbacks, we're like, yeah, you have a terrible quarterback. Do I ever yeah, say, that's do I, one do thing I say I'm confident Kyler about. terrible? No, I say I no, don't like no. Kyler Murray, and I think he's overhyped for as short as he is. You know, they're they're putting him on a fucking stool. I think, I think he's, so he's underhyped, honestly. But my thing, you know, you know, you know what I saw. What did you? I see? was watching. I, I I was watching. I think it was ESPN. I was oh, I don't care. Uh, about there were some analysts. They're like talking about the the Cardinals playing the uh, the Rams. I'm like you know, Kyler Murray. You know, they got him figured out. They got you watched him. They, he he wasn't able to. They're keeping him in the pocket. He wasn't able to escape the pocket. So teams are getting him figured out. They just know okay. that he can't see over over <laughs> the linemen and. Their defensive yeah. line, and so, and so they've got to figure it out. And it's like one game does not say say that he's figured out. Kyler Murray is probably one of the most elusive players in the game right First now. First of all, why do you care about these analysts? Alan is, Alan, well, well, the, this are, is the funny part. This is the funny part. I'm getting to the funny part. He goes, hey, at this point, I take Jared Goff over Kyler Murray any day. <laughs> and, and I was like, what? <laughs> and then so the, so one guy on the panel, he starts hitting his head on the microphone. He's like, did you really just say that? <laughs> And he goes, and he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, so you're saying Goff is having a better year statistically than Kyler Murray? And he goes, all I'm saying is, if I got to pick one, I'm going Jared Goff. And he's like, answer my question, statistically, who's the better quarterback? He goes, oh, I'm just saying, man. So he like foot and mouth classic moment, but, but, but it was ridiculous. But what bro. I'm saying was, is, yes, but I don't, I don't trust anything analysts say because analysts have been proven time and time again to be com- consistently incorrect about everything they do. Consistently yet, inconsistent. Yeah, they, they're just, they're, they're. Not good at their job, but yet we they pay they get paid. St- statistics show that stats are a lie. No, not that <laughs> yeah. stats are a lie. Their opinion is incorrect. The statistics can be correct. An opinion can, cannot be correct or incorrect. An opinion is an opinion. Their opinion about things, uh, the opinion with their statistics tends to be wrong. Again, no, no opinion can't be wrong. It's just an opinion. Well, no. Are you saying their predictions? Yeah, predictions. Okay, All right, better, their predictions are their good. predictions okay. tend to be incorrect. Like their opinions tend to be kind of like uh, yeah, don't questionable. Like, yeah, questionable predictions. Okay. But their their projections on how outcomes are going to come tend to be always wrong. And every time they they they, they bag on somebody, and I'm a, and I'm gonna bring it back. And I know you guys are gonna hate it because I'm gonna bring it back this far. But I'm gonna bring it back to. Um, 2015. You're gonna say Liverpool winning the league? Oh no. Um, so <laughs> when, Car- when Carolina was going through the, the, its, its whole year, like they had a, a, every once in a while, they're like, "All right, you know, they're doing good. They're still on, on the stretch." They didn't talk a lot about it. It was like Cam Newton and the and the Panthers doing good, blah blah. blah and this and that. It wasn't until 
they got to the Super Bowl because they had doubts about Carolina making it all the way to the Super Bowl. When they made it to the Super Bowl against the Broncos, who were having a rough year getting there, but they got there. The problem after that was as soon as they got there, what did everybody do? Everybody jumped on the bandwagon. I'm talking every single analyst on that team on the in that panel jumped on the bandwagon of yeah you know Carolina's gonna take this they've been they've been playing so good we talked about them the whole year that bitch you talked about them like twice in, in good favor when they were still undefeated and stuff like that and when they went when they lost their their game against the Falcons you guys talked about them a little bit about how it doesn't really matter because they're still the better team and blah blah, blah this and that and that's it the whole season they were just kind of well they're doing good but let's see if they can keep it going oh they're doing okay but let's see if Cam can keep doing this oh let's see if Cam and as soon as they got to the the Super Bowl oh yeah Cam's gonna take this he has all the tools and blah blah, blah this and that they're playing paint Manning that year with the Broncos and what happened. What did they do? They jinxed everything because they fucking, they're terrible. Oh, at they jinxed They didn't everything. jinx it. But they're terrible <laughs> at their job. And they chose, they, they jumped on the bandwagon. And this just goes to show you that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They jump on the bandwagon. And then what happens? They, f- they figured out their offense. And we get our ass handed to us. By the defender, there was no offense on that team until the, there was no offense in that game until the last quarter, the fourth quarter, where finally fucking, uh, what's his name, Peyton Manning threw a touchdown and solidified the game. But until then, it was all defensive game. That Von the, Miller had him. Von Miller had an amazing day. game. Lee Keekley had an okay game. You know, Shaq Thompson had an okay game. You know, uh, Davis had a good game. But the problem is the defense. They always talk about defense wins championships. No, bitch. Putting points wins championships. Like, I'm sorry. Like, but, defense. But the defense put up points, Dougie. They did. <laughs> but so did their offense, not just their defense. Yep. So it's one of those things that I think analysts are a bunch of jokes. I think analysts don't know what the fuck they're talking about the majority of the time. I think they're a question. We're, we're living proof of that. Yeah. I, think I was going to say, what does that make us? Well, I'm not an analyst. I'm just. These, these guys just are getting paychecks. I give people my opinions, and if you don't like it, that's great. I'm, I'm glad you don't like it, and if you like it, I'm glad you like it too. I'm glad you're, but you have to come and talk to us. If you if you have, if you think, you know, if you can on our social medias or anything, and you didn't like or you didn't agree with something that we said, or you think that we're a bunch full of shit, just hit it up on the fucking, on Instagram, on the Twitter, on the Facebook. Hit it up somewhere. Let me know. DMs Let me know. are open. <laughs> you're like, hey, Lucio, I think you're a complete fucking piece of shit. I think that you're fucking an idiot when it comes to this. Cool. So then I can come talk about you on the show and let you know how I think I'm not an idiot and how I think I actually know some shit. Just letting you know right now, you know? But it's like one of those things. Like, I think that when you do this, obviously my opinions are going to be questionable, especially my opinions, because I'm very, like, not... A lot of Cardinal. I don't like the Cardinals. I don't like the Phoenix Suns that much. I, I'm okay with the Phoenix Suns, to be fair. But I don't really like them all that much. I like their jerseys now. But <laughs> um, I love the Coyotes and I love uh, and I love the uh, the Phoenix Rising. That's pretty much it. Don't really like that. I hate their baseball team. Fuck them. But you know, other than that, I'm just kind of like you know, people think that I uh, I don't know what I'm talking about. What I do, I have a, I have a lot of good ideas up there. You know, in my head. Well. Since, since I've got limited time, can I say my piece on the Cardinals here? And then if you guys want to talk, I mean, there's not much on hockey. Um, yeah, say your piece, and then we'll talk about hockey real quick. Yeah, so uh, the Cardinals, uh, um, I think, again, this is a this is a, a winnable game. Um, I guess the Rams, I know that, uh, you know, Jaden and Ramsey is a tough matchup. So, the, you know, that DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the assignment for him um, all it's day today. Great to watch. Which is 
which is good because that opens up deep nuts like Christian Kirk and uh, and um, Isabella. You know, Isabella. Uh, Fitzgerald's still out, so we're gonna uh, Isabella should get more uh, more reps again. Um, but uh, you know, and obviously, it doesn't matter if uh, if. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is covered as, as we all saw, he, he could be in triple cover and still yeah. make shit happen. So, yep. um, yeah, so I think that'll be good. Uh, I think it's, uh, like I said, it's a winnable game. The play calling has to be better. Cliff Kingsbury has to get a little bit more creative and, and, um, we'll, we'll see how this goes. I think, I think the team should be pissed off about how the game went last week. And, uh, I like, a I like a pissed off Kyler Murray. I really like a pissed off DeAndre Hopkins. Um, and I, I think Cliff Kingsbury is going to be a little irritated too. So we should see some creativity. So um, still think that we have a, a decent shot at the playoffs, but this, I would say that this is a, a critical game if we, if we're still talking about it. So we're going to call this a do or die game. I, I would say so. What would you think? This is a division rival. Um, we have, we're, we're tied, you know, our record's tied. Um, you know, we can't – and obviously we can't win back-to-back – or can't lose back-to-back games. Yeah. It's just not – it slows down the momentum. So, I mean, we're week 13. Go ahead. Yeah, for, for the remainder of the season we have, we have two more games against the Rams, including today's. So, those yeah. are both divisional games plus a 49ers game. That 49ers yeah. game, we have to win. We have to put them away. We cannot let, yeah. you know, the 49ers do anything, any, come up with any surprises. They have proven yeah. that they're still decent. They're not a playoff team. So we need to take yeah. them out. And the other two non-division games that they have is against the Giants. They have to take care of business against the Giants. They cannot lose against the Giants. And against the Eagles. Yeah. Both, both of those, NFC East, Really can't they're NFC they're like slapping slapping each other around out there. There's yeah. no good team there. And you know, shout out to my bro Jeremy, like he's a diehard Eagles fan. He'll go down with the ship. But he has been the biggest critic of the Eagles this year, also. Cardinals have to put him away. So I would yeah. say the Cardinals in these last five games, they're gonna go four and one. I think they drop wow. one against the Rams. I don't think it'll be this one, probably be the last game of the season. But with that four and one, that should be enough to put him into the playoffs. Okay. Yeah, I think. Right. And I'm going to give my uh, my opinion on what you know. Um, obviously, like he said earlier, and like you guys both said, Jalen Ramsey is going to be a tough matchup. Um, I honestly think that Jalen Ramsey hasn't been as electrifying as he usually is. Um, I think he's yeah. dropped a, a couple. Uh, a couple key plays with a cup uh, uh, with a couple players that are pretty decent. I mean, like Tyreek, Tyreek Hill from the fucking the the fucking uh, that's my, that's Chiefs. That fool just runs yeah. all over. Like he runs over anybody basically. Like not runs over. Right, him. I agree. He's he, that entire team is a cheat code, basically. Yeah, talking about yeah, exactly. The Chiefs are a powerhouse. So I I would say if if you're talking about a powerhouse wide receiver, you got to go DK Metcalf on that. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No, no. There's a, there's a few of them in this league, and I'm talking. You know, we're talking uh, D Hop. We're talking DJ. Uh, not DJ. Oh, I mean, oh, I mean, like powerhouse, like a powerful wide receiver. We we yeah, know yeah. That, we know like this dude is a truck. You know, like he's insane. Yeah. Watching him chase down Buda Baker was the scariest thing in my life. 
Yeah. Oh, I was no, like, no, no, my, no. my butt puckered so hard. <laughs> I'm like, no, run, dude, I'm running. He's like, holy shit, how did he catch me? Oh, God, it was terrible. I love that over and over again, like 15 did times. You get any po- did you get any points for that, for that, for him tackling that person? No, 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 no. That would be <laughs> Anyways, sick. But uh, I honestly think that, um, you know, because you guys still got Sam Darnold. They still got Sam Darnold, right? Uh, not Sam Darnold. Um, What's that other player that plays for for the Rams? Rams yeah, uh, Donald. Don't no, not Donald. He's like a line, Aaron like Donald. A, Aaron Donald. No. Are what you talking th- about the number ninety nine on on the Rams? Yeah. Yeah, the jacked guy. That's Aaron Donald. Yeah, but he's he's a defensive. Yeah, lineman. but he's gonna be he's gonna be a big he's a big. Oh yeah, he's the he's, one that's of what the, I'm saying. best defensive player in if, the NFL. If he if uh, he he's has arguably a, the best. If he has an, a good game. You're, he's gonna give one can Drake big problems and two if he can shut down that outside run from Kyler Murray is gonna be a big issue. But it's gonna open up a lot of screenplays. It is gonna open yeah, up a lot of screenplays. Well, uh, I hate the screenplay that we, it, we 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 just never execute him as well so, as we should. But but if, if they know. play well, the the Cardinals are gonna have a very d- tough time. If you guys can beat uh, Jalen Ramsey, I think D Hop is going to have a big night, especially with uh, that Kirk guy. I think Isabella Christian is. Kirk. Yeah, I think Isabella is a good guy, but I like yeah. like Danny said, he's had questionable unreliable. calls. So unreliable. He has questionable. Christian Kirk yeah. is due for a game. So I, I think it's either if you know D Hop has an explosive game over Jalen Ramsey, and then uh, Christian Kirk is going to come in on those open routes, on those uh, you know. When they're guarding uh, D Hop two to one, so I, I, I think that, that if 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 Kyler Murray can get under the pressure, can uh, not give into the pressure and not try to run out every five seconds, I think he's going to be able to get some good plays in. Um, and if he can avoid uh, Darn- <laughs> Aaron Darnold, Donald, Aaron Donald, Donald, if he can Donald. avoid Aaron Darnold, uh, he he's going to have a pretty good game as well. Now the last thing I'll say about this game coming up is that I don't know who his assignment is going to be. But it's very obvious that Patrick Peterson has lost a step. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I agree. So, so he's no longer like a shutdown corner that, you know, other he's offenses no tend, a, to, uh, tend to avoid. Maker. Yeah, so it's not like they're going to keep attacking him. They're going to attack both sides. There's no strong side anymore. Uh, that's definitely something that Buda Baker's going to have to help him out a lot. So we'll see. Buda Baker's the best defensive player we got, hands down. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's see how it goes. I I, I take uh, I honestly take the Cardinals on the W for this one. Same here. I I, I do too. I feel good about it. All right. All right. So Unless- Kenny, do you got anything for, from the Coyotes that we should know before we let you go? Yeah, just to wrap up. Really, there's not a lot with uh, the NHL going on right now. But um, as far as the uh, the Coyotes go, um, you know, we got some players back on the ice. Uh, they're they're practicing so. Uh, it, it, well, I guess I don't want to say there there isn't much going on with the NHL. I, just not much more than we talked about last week. But um, with uh, the NHL and the NHL PA, they're negotiating right now. It could get ugly. There's you know some some back and forth um, about you know the league executive saying we can you know we can exercise our right to just do a lockout this year if we can't agree on a game so or agree on some terms so. Um, it's looking more and more like it's going to be like a 50-game season, or just right around there, um, probably starting mid-January with uh, with um, training camp 
uh, probably happening right after Christmas. So this next couple of weeks will be telling, but that's, that's the latest rumor. Um, and, uh, as you can imagine, there will be no preseason. So, um, but yeah, as far as the NHL goes, that's, that's really all that's going on with the coyotes. Um, again, they, uh, we, 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 I'm blanking on his name, but we just did hire someone, um, to be our salary cap manager. And, uh, it was a well-respected hire. Um, it's, it look, it's looking like he could even be an assistant GM. So, um, it's, again, I wish I had the name. I'm not as prepared today. I'm out on a hike and, um, pretty beautiful out here so you can forget a lot of shit so <laughs> um but yeah, yeah um, no that's the gm uh, no that's the gm dude yeah no i i'm, I'm blanking on his name but I'll, I'll uh i'll find it later and we can we can post it on social media it's a good hire i mean but that's really that's really it as far as the coyotes go uh they are selling late Nicardo jerseys for profit for um or not profit for them um you know, Charity. proceeds go to the family. Yeah, proceeds go to the family. So, check that out if you haven't. Um, you know, as, as as you probably have already heard or heard last week from us, um, Leighton Ricardo is a a, a nine year old. Um, again, I'll never say that she lost her battle with cancer, but she she succumbed to her illness. And um, huge Coyotes fan, and um, you know the coy- part of the Coyote family. So. Check it out if you haven't already. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah hey, guys. Kenny, uh, you mind finding that link, putting it up on our social media, so people can can look at that jersey. Yeah, absolutely, I can do that. Right. Andrew Borway. No, Andrew Borway's our owner, our, our our minority owner. Um, uh, Brian Decord. No, that's oh, our stop. goaltender. <laughs> that's our goaltender coach. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. Our goaltender coach is Corey Schwab. Well. Brian DeCord is also one. Mm, are you sure? Because Brian DeCord says yeah, special assistant I'm to the general. Sure. Special to assistant the to the general manager. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's what I'm rating the... here. Just saying. Okay. You know. Super pumped for that. I love that for you. All right, um, guys, that's probably got to be it for me. Again, the, there's not a lot on, on the Coyotes or the NHL right now, but Trust me, uh, there's going to be some things jarring loose here pretty quick, especially if we're going to get to playing in uh, in about a month. So um, you can see some more movement. I don't want to I don't want to speculate, but um, I have a feeling that we're not completely done tweaking our roster. All right. Um, but but um, it, the NHL is at a stalemate right now, just because obviously nobody knows if we're going to play, and there's still some really key players that are not signed yet. So um, like Mike Hoffman and who I would have loved to grab if we could have, if he gets desperate and wants to sign anywhere, that's the name to watch out for. I would love to see if we can move a player to sign Mike Hoffman. He's a consistent 30 goal scorer, but, um, and then Anthony Duclair still unsigned. He just had a, an amazing season. So yeah, you're, there's, there's just not a lot of movement right now going on because no, you know, everything. Oh, yeah, everything's right. up in so, the air right now. Yeah. So, but just like I said, like what the point I was getting at is trust me. Um, as soon as I find out some hockey news, um, you guys know that I'll deliver, and uh, I'm I'm, I, I'm really excited to watch some hockey here soon. So right. that's it for me, guys. Um, I'm gonna go have a have a beer on Main Street with my son and my father-in-law, and then uh, hopefully uh, 
Hey. Get back to the house and watch watch some football in the jacuzzi. Hey, tell there Trent I said hello. Tell him I, I miss Will him. Will do. Will do. All right. He says hi back. Oh, he's with you? Yeah. Tell him to say hi to They're the podcast. Hey, Trent. <laughs> tell him to say hello he said, to the yeah, podcast. He, 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 they said say hello to the podcast. Hello. How you doing, Trent? Yeah, He'll get on one day. Trust me. I, he's, I, I've got pods in, so he can't hear. But he'll get on one day. I think he'll have a good time. All right, for uh, sure. Drop some knowledge bombs on us. All right, man. Yeah. Enjoy that beer. Stay warm out there. We'll see you here next week, Kenny. All right. Likewise, guys. You have a good one. All right. With that, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to go ahead and talk about everything that's going on with the Phoenix Rising, a couple of, uh, couple of signings. Players coming back and maybe a couple of rumors here and there, right? A couple of rumors here and there. We'll All see. right. I am Danny here with Lucio. We'll be right back with more sticks and kicks. are back here sticks and kicks danny orona with lucio talking everything uh with uh we just got done talking about uh the little bit of hockey a little bit of coyotes everything going on in the nhl and, and uh also well, the nfl more the more the arizona cardinals uh, the arizona well, the cardinals yeah and the so. arizona cardinals not so much in the whole in depth because uh, to be fair i mean like we could talk about football all the whole series we can talk about the whole nhl the whole series we like to specifically talk about it even though i'm not a big cardinals fan i can still kind of Give my opinion on that. I'm kind of the oddball out with my girlfriend Irene when she comes on the show every once in a while. We are the odd ones out because we do not like. Uh, you know. I, I was waiting for like I, I had to last night. I had to mentally prepare. I didn't know if she was coming or not. So like, if she comes in, I know I'm gonna have to take it. I'm just gonna have to like. I take like everything I like your transition there though. My girlfriend was talking shit to him this uh, when she dropped me off today. And she goes, she's like, hey, Danny. He's like, how about them Cardinals? How'd they do? And I was like, thought you guys were going to beat us. And then Danny, perfect, like, with, like, on rhythm. Damn, dude, you guys can't. On rhythm, he goes, he's like, oh, you're, you're talking about last week? Last week? Uh, last week. I live in the, I live in the now. <laughs> like, first of all, how about the Cardinals? Like, they're warming up right now. They're about to take the field in a couple hours here. They're going to miss a beat, though. So I, I like this sheet. <laughs> so it, it's pretty funny. Um. But yeah, no, I. Uh... No, we're, we're, we definitely got to uh, yeah, right now. We're actually watching the uh, the Browns and Titans game going on in the background right here, and it's very very surprising. Tennessee were... just could not get that two point conversion. But no, uh, I, I was I, I was mentally prepared. I was looking forward to having her on the show. She'll, she'll come on in a couple. We've had her in the past. A lot of fun having her on. Definitely a girl that's not afraid to talk a lot of shit. So. Also, also, it's always appreciated, especially one that knows what she's talking about. So that's always good. But you know what? Transitioning from that, let's move on to El Football, the beautiful game. The beautiful game. Uh, last night, the semifinals, Liga MX, still uh, keep on kicking. And, of course, Las Chivas, my Chivas, my team, had to bow out. No idea what what the game plan was. Like if he, the the coach planned it out. Like if they were still ahead, if they were tied, there was no sense of urgency. There was no. Did they lose? Like they, yeah, they lost. They lost like, did one they to get zero. Out? Yeah. So they the the first game with Juego de Ida, 
for those of you that don't know Mexican soccer, they the playoffs are two rounds, so one at each uh, stadium, and then they they get the aggregate score in order to to pat to pass. The first game played at Chivas Stadium, Akron Stadium. Uh, they tied one to one, so Chivas needed to win as visitors in order to move on. Uh, they lost one to zero last night. Like I said, absolutely no sense of urgency. There was no like passion. There was no. It, it looked like a defeated team. Like I, I understand that they wanted to look orderly. They wanted to look like they were trying to, you know, touch the ball. They were trying to, you know, make plays happen organically. But at some point, you like you just got to go all out because you're about to get knocked out. It never happened, and sure enough, they bow out. Uh, we got another game tonight where we have Cruz Azul against Pumas. That's the second God, semifinal game. Honestly, bro, if Pumas has any chance today, they have to pull a uh, Liverpool. Uh, Barcelona They literally have to pull Liverpool Barcelona Kind of game Second game though Coming back Because right now Barcelona uh, uh, Pumas is down Zero to four Like Cruz Azul Destroyed them Last Last week And I'm talking Four zero I mean like It was bad Like I looked at the score And I was like Oh my god This is terrible Okay here's Here's the thing It was bad But three of the four goals Happened within the first 13 minutes of the game so they controlled themselves afterwards. So I don't know if it was just like at the beginning they were not concentrated. Doesn't the, matter a though. Full on press. Like yeah, like th- th- that's what I mean. Like it wasn't like they completely dominated the whole game because Pumas. Yes, they were all outplayed, but it all happened very early. I think so, so. There's two things to this. Like what you're saying is, yes, they got scored on very early, uh, which one in terms. Shows you that you're not prepared. You're mentally not there. You're too laxed. You're, you know, you're not doing. You you didn't do well, right? So yeah. So, but the problem with letting in so many goals in such a short amount of time, and then letting, and not actually scoring that game, it would have been one thing if they went on a like they lost like four to two, because at least there's still a a, a very small chance, or still yeah, you, a, you there's still a, a medium chance. Got another yeah, uh, two goals. ninety minutes exactly. Yeah. But the problem is, is that they didn't score, but let they let another goal go in later on in the game, which at the end of the day makes it like you said four zero. Whether they got outplayed in the beginning and then they they couldn't they compose themselves later on in the game and still let another goal in, it's still kind of frustrating because now they have to come in and it has to be pedal to the metal the whole game. And the problem with that is, and everybody knows, everybody knows if they're smart. If you're smart, pedal to the metal, the defending team gets you on the counterattack. Yep. And that's that's the problem with pushing, and especially if you don't have a good defensive line. If you don't have a good defensive line uh, or a a fast defensive line, I guess would be better said, you're going to lose those counterattacks because... You're gonna be. They're gonna be playing up top. They're gonna be pressuring a lot. They're gonna be trying to sit there and smother the ball. But as soon as you you throw in a cross and you have too many people inside, and that ball gets headed out to a person that can do a touch go with no almost no defenders, you're gonna lose that battle every time. And the only way they're not gonna lose is if the goalie makes a miraculous miraculous stop, or the uh, defender blocks it, or even if the kicker just com- the the. The forward misses Which completely. We, we saw that happen with the Chivas game we too. We see like that a, happen a couple all the time. of uh, a couple of counterattacks where the 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 attacker just couldn't control the yeah. ball. Like in space, I want to challenge our listeners if they play soccer, if they play football, you know, do an all-out sprint in a straight line with the ball. 
because it, it looks on TV, it looks a lot easier. If you if you're a FIFA soccer fan, it looks like the easiest thing in the world to just run with the ball. But I want you to do a full out sprint with the ball at your feet in a straight line. And you'll see the challenge when it comes into like balance and everything and so, to keep control of the ball. So the, the challenge with that is the so there's a couple things. And people that play soccer know and the people that don't play soccer are about to know. So with with soccer, obviously, we play with our feet. And then the thing is, when you're running, you tend to tap the ball in front of you to get to, to continue running. Now, the problem with if some people, there's, and you see it, some people make it look easy. Cristiano Ronaldo, Neymar, Messi, these people make it look like it's nothing. Messi is the the one that you kind of sit there and is like, I don't know how the fuck this guy controls the ball the way he does running at the speed he's running or moving at the speed he's moving because he taps that ball like a set like a centimeter in front of him and at full speed and continues to have the ball. He has it glued to his foot. Basically. But it's when you're not good or when you're learning or when you're like a novice, what you tend to do when you when you're running with the ball is you tap it forward so that you can get velocity so you can get speed so you kick it forward and you keep running and that kicking it forward gives you a lot a lot of time to get speed the problem with kicking it forward or forward depending on how smart the goalie is is the second you touch it hard forward that goalie's gonna run it's out and go all out and he has nothing to, he has almost nothing to lose in the sense that he doesn't have to control the ball he just has to kick it away from you Right, so he's running. The defender, same thing. He just has to beat you. Everyone knows the defenders aren't as fast as forwards. But when you have to control the ball in front of you, it becomes a little bit of a problem because you have to control the ball while running, while p- protecting it from the defender. So it becomes an issue. And, now, and, and the thing is, as a keeper, if you're down by four goals and you you're a one-on-one situation, I'm gonna drop you before you score another one yeah. on me. So I don't care if I get sent off, but you are not scoring another one on me one on one. Exactly, and so and, and but the, the the controlling of the ball, anyways, because what what also happens is as when you're running with the ball, you want to gain speed, but the person that's not running with the ball, that's the defender running without you, doesn't need to worry about like controlling the ball. They're just trying to make sure they get the ball or get you. Before the ball goes any further. So when they're running, they're running with a mentality to get to the ball, not to get to you. Like I wait, Sergio. <laughs> Sergio. Lucio, why weren't you never coach? I'm going to be eventually. But la madre. Um, so you're you're trying to get to the ball, you're not trying to get to the actual player. Because the player is irrelevant if you don't get to the ball. I mean, it's irrelevant if you don't get to the ball. The player's gonna either take the goalie, and you have to be smart too. If you're a defender and you're not gonna get to the ball, and you see the keeper coming out, you then change your direction from going to the player to going to the box, and you run like hell to the box because if the goalie comes out and he just chips it over, everyone knows chips aren't the fastest balls. Chips meant to over to jump the ball, and that's something else that happened in the Chivas game. A chip over the goalie was beat. It was going, the defender off off the line. Knocked it out of there. And so that's, you know, and that's smart football. Now, the problem is it is not easy to run with the ball in your feet yep. and to get velocity and to have speed. If you do it and if you do it well, that's great. That means you have an advantage. These are skills that you've learned over the years. You can't just start playing soccer and think you're going to run like that, like these professionals that run with the ball on their feet like it's nothing. And even professionals make mistakes because they don't get they, – they, they, when the ball is coming to them – the first touch is the most crucial, if not the the, the crucialest thing on 
uh, running with the ball forward. The crucialist. The crucialist. The crucialist. <laughs> the most crucial. It's the most crucial thing. Biggest of the crucial. <laughs> it's, it's the most crucial thing when you're playing, when you're receiving a ball and you're about to take off on the run. Because if you don't control that ball on the first touch properly, you're not. You're not gonna. You're gonna have to adapt, and uh, you have to gonna make adjustments to the run now. Because where you want to run straight, get the ball in a certain way to just run that way. If you get the ball and the ball comes over here, now you have to run that way. The guy, the person defender now is running ahead of you because now he has a different mentality of getting ahead of you so that you just can't have an easy go at the goal. So there's different, like, if you don't control the ball right, which I think, honestly, is where a lot of um, professionals in any league have the most issue with. It's the first touch control. Not everyone yep. can do it. And even elite, even great soccer players don't have it. I mean, you've seen some of the greatest soccer players do it. Uh, Ronaldinho, one of the most ridiculous ones where he just stops the ball. Like, the ball's coming, just doop, stops it. You've seen Marcelo do it on the most difficult way to do it where he steps on Freaking it. Dumb Brazilians, man. And, Neymar and Neymar with a little, with a little back, back tuck heel kind of thing where he stops it on the other heel. And he, like... That's all great and good, but if you can't do it, don't do it. Fundamentals in soccer is the most important thing. A la madre. Fundamentals. If you can do some fundamentals, the the flair stuff comes later. You don't learn the flair and then try to do fun, learn the fundamentals. You learn the fundamentals so you know how the ball and the trajectory of the ball and how your body positioning plays a big part in moving the ball, and then you hit the flair, and the flair only comes on the most crucial times of games, not just to do it. If you do flaring moves just to do it, you're an idiot. You heard it here first from Coach Lucio. So, like, my final question on this thing is, your honest prediction, do Pumas have a chance? No. They, they don't. They, it, it, it's, 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 it's too hard, far bro. gone. Yeah. Like I said, they have to pull a Liverpool and literally score, score consecutively, and on top of scoring, they're playing away, right? They are playing away, yeah. So even if they tie, they got scored on at home 4-0. So it doesn't really, like, it would, I, would, I don't even. They, they, they would have to score five. They would have to score five in order yeah. to win. And they not receive anything. They have to score anything. five. If they were playing away, if they were playing, if they were playing at home and they got scored on away, like they were at the other person's home, uh-huh. they got scored on four, they would just need four. And then they would four. just go. But because, um. But because it, it was backwards, I mean, like, it's just one of those things. Actually, no, either way, they would have to score four. They would have to score five. Because if they if they would have been uh, away, they would have been yeah, at home today. Yeah, because Cruz Azul is, it was, was higher up, so a yeah. tie would have still, so you either was, way, it would have still been five. It still has You're to right. be five, so yeah. you, it, it would have to be five either way. But it's just one of those things that you have. they have to win by five goals. And I'm not saying it's impossible. It could happen. And it has happened. But... If Cruz Azul is is smart, they're gonna watch what happened to Chivas and how they played they played just kind of with no urgency and they're gonna try not to um, to try to mimic that. Yeah. They're gonna try to stay away from that and they're if they're smart, if I was a coach for Cruz Azul right now, I'd be like, You're pushing too. I want more goals. I hate those teams and and I swear it bothers me to no end. And I hate teams that do this. But I hate teams that get complacent because the they're winning on the on the on the top. This is this is the reason why Barcelona lost that game that day against Liverpool. 
because they they are like that. That's how they are. Barcelona has that whole they play from the back and it take forever to pass the ball. And it's fine and it works. But we had possession. Exactly. That whole <laughs> we have possession thing is a meme that has always been for Barcelona because they always win with possession. But when they don't win, they always have possession. So it's one of those things that I don't like that. I like teams that were up 5-0, 4-0. Let's make it 8-0. There you let's go. keep going because it is, it is not certain that we're going to win. It is not certain that they're just going to sit there and let us, you know, Take take them out. All right. So what we're looking at right here is a final of Leon and Cruz Azul. Should be a very very good final. Mm-hmm. Fun fact: the last time that Cruz Azul was champion, I think way back in like '97, probably Mm-mm. it was Cruz Azul. Yeah. Mm-mm. What do you mean? No. No. It was like 2004. No. A league champions? No. <laughs> they have not had one. Last time Cruz Azul won the league champion. This motherfucker is literally looking it up while we're recording this. 2006. I told you. League champions? Aporta. Apertura. 2006. I remember because my dad, he used to go for Cruz Azul when Leon was on the second division. Then when Leon came up. Read the whole thing, and I want you to read it into your microphone. Uh, Read the whole... I want you to read it into your microphone. So I was wrong. Tell the audience. I was wrong. No, no. Tell the audience what, what, what... Just the audience needs to know I was wrong. So. <laughs> All right, so but since nineteen ninety seven. Well, the, the just that that loud, little, little, just that fun fact that I was trying to do is that last time they won in ninety seven was against Leon. So it's gonna be a good a good match. Maybe history repeats itself. They need a championship. Their fan base has needed a championship for a very very long time. Their stadium so. needs a championship. So <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, so. We'll, we'll go ahead in that. And you brought up Barcelona, and that's a good segue into my next question that I had right here is, the, what the fuck is going on with Barcelona and Real Madrid? They just, they don't have it. So, this happens to every team. I mean, you've seen it with everybody. You've seen it with, with Manchester United. You've seen it with Liverpool. You've seen it with Chelsea. Arsenal this year, Arsenal's fucking terrible. You know, you see it with the big names. There was a point where fucking uh, Bayern Munich was doing shit too. Milan, Juventus, you know, Inter Milan. You got all these teams. Right, so are you, uh, what you're going for is that have they finally reached the end of their dominance? Yes, both of them. And they're- For right now. But because the problem with these teams is eventually they're going to re- they're gonna rebuild and regrow because what happens is, sure, they're, they're not dominant at the moment. But, you know, you're at the end of the Messi era. The Messi era basically ended last year, right? Because this year Messi's not doing anything. I think the Messi era is, is, is finally come to a, a complete just low where he's not being as productive as, as, productive as he could be. Yeah, the Messi era in terms of him being one of the best players in the world. Ended a while ago. And uh, It did, but I'm, what I'm trying to get at here is that you still have a few more years of magic from Messi. Yeah. But he has to want it. And with this whole legal battle that happened before the season started, when he was forced to stay at Barcelona, he doesn't want it. He doesn't. Not there, at least. And so, so like, I think... We'll uh, see the, what the, happens. The biggest contenders, of course, Manchester City and PSG that want Messi on their teams. I'm pretty sure he'll go to PSG. Uh, I'm, th- I'm sure he'll go to Manchester. Mm-hmm. 
Why would he go to Manchester? For because uh, that's Just, where Pep is. So, like that's that that that's my biggest reason. Like they but got the all thing the money. Is, in the that's world where Pep is, but there's no growth there right now. They're losing They're losing players, and they can't stay they're, consistent. They're at gonna the top. they're gonna get it back. They got all the money in the world. Yeah, but PSG's already on. But PSG has no challenge. But that but they have good players. Yeah, like like the, the but the only challenge is the Champions League, which not yes, just, they have they have to they and you still also have, have to, yet to win you, that. You also have to you also have to see where Man City is when it comes to resigning players. I think they have like two key players that they're gonna have to resign next year, and you're not gonna resign those players if you if you sign Messi, you're not signing those players. There's no cap in football. No, like, there's no just, cap in football. You're right. Spend all the money the they pro- want. That you could they could definitely that could definitely be so. You could definitely but there's only so much money a team has as well. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you still have to, you know, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Right. I, I believe because... You think PSG, I think... I think he has a better chance at PSG because I think he's not going to have to do as much in PSG. And I don't think he's also, also, I'm going to tell you, I don't think he's going to be ready for uh, uh, English type of league. Oh, no. <laughs> he's not going to be He's not gonna be ready for an English type of it, league. It is. In, it, English, English and Italian. But I've always wanted to see him in that. Everyone in, wanted in, to. In that, uh, in that scenario. Everyone wants to. Send but, him to Germany. <laughs> but England, Italy, and Germany are the toughest in the sense of aggressiveness. Yeah, not like in the, the sense of the tough. The refs let, let the players play. In England, obviously, it's the toughest league because you got the best, best teams uh-huh. in the world. Or more of the best teams in the world, more. It, it's more consistently yeah, good. Like exactly, you can have bad like teams come out of nowhere. Like the Wolves are pretty. They're they're, they're pretty decent. You got Tottenham. Bro, this did year. you see what happened to Raúl Jiménez? No, I didn't. From I, the Wolves, I didn't see what happened. Fractured skull. Off, uh, off. Uh, he went uh, uh, against uh, David Luiz. That's why he's not on the head to head. Fractured skull, man. Uh, well, Oof. I hope he's okay. Is he okay? Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, he he went through his operation. Everything's good Bet right now. I, I, I don't pissed. know when. I don't know when he's gonna come back. But yeah, Bet to, your Mexico's pissed. Oh, without a doubt. Like he he was he was having such a good year. Yeah. he's been having. He's been consistently mm-hmm. the best. Wolves player. Uh, the, the 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 best player coming the extranjero. Like that mm-hmm. that's out not playing in Mexico. What is the way you say it in English? He is the best Mexican Foreign abroad. There you go. Abroad. Mex- Mexican playing abroad is yeah. is what's been he, happening. He was better. Now, I wouldn't say better. He's just been more consistent than Chicharito was when he played. He's in, better than Chicharito. He's so much better than Chicharito. Well, now, but I'm saying at the when, at the peak of Chicharito's existence. Anyways, the only other player that was better, that was consistently better, there's two players that were consistently uh, as good, um, was Hugo Sanchez, obviously, and uh, um, Marquez, going back to the Rafa 80s? Marquez. <laughs> but it doesn't matter. The, he was oh, cons- Rafa Marquez, of course, a legend. They were both consistent in the respective teams, Barcelona and uh, Real Madrid. Um, so they, they, but Jimenez, I did actually talk to somebody about it the other day about how Jimenez is a very consistent player. He's a very good player and he's potentially going to surpass. He reminds me of like a, a, a Christian Pulisic, just kind of very quiet, very kind of, he does his part and he's growing as he gets, as he gets older, as he gets more in the league, he's been getting better and better. Well, I will take that with that explanation gave. The problem is like Pulisic is at the beginning of his career, where where uh, Jimenez is at the tail end. He's I think he's like thirty one years old. So yeah, but still, he's, he's got a couple more years. But yeah, I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo shatters those kind of numbers, though. I mean, no, they, he, he he's, an, he's an anomaly. You cannot compare anything to a, a, a physical specimen like Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a fucking or alien. James, he's an alien. Like 
But yeah, it's true. But honestly, I think that uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid right now are at the tail end of these uh, big dynasties that they had. Yeah. Um, and I think that they're going to rebuild, but they're going to rebuild faster than most teams because oh, yeah, they yeah, have yeah. more money to invest in, in, in players well, and things like that. Well, here's the thing, though. With all the money that they lost because of this pandemic... They might not like be able to do it as fast. They might well, have they to even, like because skip if, a they're, year. if they're losing Messi, they they have money to spend. They lo- personally, they lost I'm gonna call it right now. Once Messi leaves, that locker room is gonna get a lot better. Yeah, Messi's leaving. Suarez left. So now you, who do you got? You got Coutinho's back, which Coutinho's did fantastic in Bayern. Now he doesn't have to compete with. Um, with Messi and, and them, so what's going to happen? He's going to finally get pushed back to the left. Then you're going to have Griezmann push up to the top, unless you're going to have uh, one of these other guys. I don't believe a lot of these. Then you got Dembele, who can play on the opposite side, or you can even put Dembele on can top. Dembele and Dembele finish then the Griezmann. season? Uh, that's, that's debatable. <laughs> that's also why we have these extra players. And then the only thing they really have to focus on, because you still have uh, uh, Tier Stegen, you just have to focus on getting a, a defensive line because Piquet is going out of style quick. You know, but we best make sure Chiquita's still making fucking music because you need some <laughs> income coming in. Um, their defensive line has been struggling for a while. Uh, their 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 re- their backs are well, not. Their their wonder kid that they had. Who was that? Uh, Fati. Yeah. So like, it's just we just have to see. We have to see their midfield is still pretty decent. I mean, I hated the Vidal trade. I thought Vidal was a, a, a an unneeded player. We didn't need Vidal, and to show, and it just happened, and you saw that. Well, you we needed aggressiveness, is yes, what, is but what you the didn't team need needed. Vidal because Vidal is aggressive, but with no actual like potential moving forward. He's at the end of. He reminds. That, that, that's why all he all he was there for was to bring that spark, that sort of like. But you could have brought somebody else. Attitude. You could have brought somebody else. There's other people you could have gotten. Vidal was just he's not consistent, and actually he's aggressive. But he wasn't consistently good. It reminds me of Gattuso. Gattuso was good. How but dare he, you? Gattuso was freaking legend. He's, but that's what I'm saying. He was good, but he was aggressive, and he didn't take shit from nobody, but he was still good. Vidal, he's aggressive, but he wasn't good because he was already at the end of his of his, um of his time, of his time. That's what I'm saying. Like, they didn't bring him to be a playmaker. They didn't bring no, him to... No, but even when he was a playmaker, or even when he was better, he wasn't that good. He wasn't that good ever, but he played aggressively, which made him seem good. That's well, that, that's that's what they needed. That was my point. Like, but he didn't do anything in Barcelona. Oh no, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I mean, at this point, right. I will agree to that. So let's just move on to the the most important part of this podcast, or the second most. All right, the equally important part. Speaking of multi-million dollar teams that are going to the Champions League, <laughs> Phoenix Rising. Right. Phoenix Rising, of course, uh, finishing up a signing this week. You're going to have to help me out here. Aldon so, Quinn. If we butcher this guy's name, I'm sorry, but uh, Eldon Quinn. Aldon Quinn. You know what? We're going to have to have him Quinn. on. We're going to have to have him on the podcast. He, can, he, he can correct PRFC. us. And, uh, yeah, so. So, yeah. Uh, Newest signing. There's actually been a couple, uh, a one re-signing, and a couple. All right, signings. Well, let's focus on this one first. Coming out of Orange County, one of the best players that they had, and it just continues this uh, this tendency that Phoenix Rising has. Like, all right, we see who your best player is, and we're gonna take them from you. Well, no, it's not even just we're gonna take them from you. You got to put it this way: people want to play in Phoenix. People yeah. want to play here. Yep. And why and, do they want to play here? Because we're a consistent winning machine. Yep. We win. 
and people want some of that win. Our atmosphere is is infectious. Our atmosphere, our our south end is amazing. The players want to play here, especially coming out of OC. Like OC, they Knows win. Us. They yes, win. They do. But if you compare a home game and put pandemic aside, because even without that. OC was not filling Terrible. up stadiums like they, well, they were not. We'll talk about the 2000 what 2018, you know, finals, Western Conference, Western Final. Conference yeah, finals, where they got taken over by by, by who? <laughs> and trust me, he probably saw that. He's like, you know what, this Phoenix team's legit. And and yeah, so like a full stadium playing in front of you know eight nine thousand fans and not every just that, Friday we night. We travel every well. The team, the the player, the, the fans travel well. Yeah, because I mean, who wouldn't want to play for this team? Like, this team is not just good. You have good players. We're consistently getting good players. We're putting up te- we're putting up numbers. We're breaking records with players. We're breaking records with the team. We're doing so good. It's not hard to sell somebody into coming to the team. So regardless of whether, you know, we're just, we're not taking them. We're offering them an opportunity to win. It was like, look, we're going to win with or without you. Do you want to be a part of this winning machine? Yep. I'll agree to that. That's that's <laughs> that's my pitch. That's you, what I would have said to you. Do you want to come here? Like, he already has bags packed and everything. He was exactly. ready to go. Like, oh, I'm having a meeting with the Phoenix Rising. Pack your bags, man. We're going. We're leaving. It's, it's we're leaving gone. tonight. It's done. It was like, one, well, I'm going to say yes. There's no, like, they could tell me all the nice things. I'm still going to say yes. They could say <laughs> I'm going to be sitting in the shithole. I'm going to say yes. The, pro- the thing is, we're going to get these players, right? He's a forward. I'm assuming, correct? Uh, I think he's an att- no. He's a he's a midfielder. He's a midfielder, okay. attacking so, midfielder. Okay, so that's good because we did we 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 do we're gonna need some players on that. I mean, we we had a massive midfield, right? He, he's almost like a Stanton. That, that I think that's how I would okay I would see like so even if my my the problem is not even the problem. The thing moving forward is. I want to see how he, and this is what we say every time we get new players. Last year, we said the same thing. It's the chemistry they're going to have between the new, the, the the veteran players because we did bring back a lot of veteran players. Lambert, veteran player. Lubin's a veteran player. I mean, you got um, uh, Asante. Solo. Solo's a veteran player. Uh, but Carroll's a, sem- a kind of a veteran player. He's been there uh, two years already. Now he's going on his third year. Yeah, and, and speaking of USL terms, like, I'm a column veteran here. Yeah, also. so, like, he, so he's a veteran him, for the, the team. Know you know, you got players that have been along the team for a while. And then you also got re, re-signing players that are new but they they've they they really I mean not resigning but like uh Kalistri is another K- veteran Kalistri, player. Kalistri coming back he, and that was the other back. One, so. That was one of the other signings he did. So not a signing but a re-signing. Mm-hmm. He decided to re resign with the Phoenix Rising. How do you feel about that? I love Kalistri. Kalistri is one of uh I, I like Kalistri because when he's on the pitch, he gives it 110% every time. He's never I Kalistri's always been consistent when it comes to playing. Um the thing is is he the best player? He's not the best player. But he's the hardest working player. Yes. Yes. He reminds me of Jordan. Uh, uh, of Jordan. They're fucking, they're engines. They just run around and, and work hard and do everything they can. I honestly like that resign. And for him, not just the fact that he tries his hardest and he is like he is like an engine, like you said, his versatility. Yeah. How many times did he play right back when we knew him as an attacking midfielder? 
And he did decent. Like, he wasn't a shutdown, like, everything. But he made things happen exactly. when we needed it. Exactly. When we needed it. And that's exactly what he brings to the field. I absolutely love this signing. Arizona Portiva, we call him El Talisman. He come in and, like, he's known as a super sub. So. He's for, not a bad sub. This Whenever you sub him in, it's pretty much I'm still feeling secure. I'm still feeling okay. I'm, I, I feel good about this. This uh, this pick or this uh, this sub, this change coming in, right? It's not like oh my god, we're bringing so and so in. It's like oh, like you know, that's how I feel with Ledbetter and and <laughs> that Kyle Lord Jorgensen or whatever his last name was. Uh, to be fair, how much did we see him last year? Ledbetter, how many times did we see him? Zero. Do I under? I don't understand why we kept them. But this, how many times we saw him last year? A big he, goose egg if you guys can't see me. He's going to make a difference this year. <laughs> That's if he resigns. We don't even know if he's resigning. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I hope I don't. he doesn't. I don't like you. I don't I don't like you. I'm sorry. I don't. You know, we did lose some. We did lose midfielders. Aguinaga's not coming back. You know, I don't know where Stanton is. I mean, our, def- our defense is slacking now. I don't know if Age is coming back. I don't know if Joey Farrell's coming back. I don't know. No, Farrell is. Farrell's we, we, we got Farrell back. Okay. So, we did get Farrell back. But now the thing is. We did also sign Toby Adewale. Toby Adewale is coming from I Swansea, I think. I Swansea. Wait. Look at that pronunciation. Was where's he coming from? He is coming from. God, what is the team he was in? I, I don't know exactly what team he was in. I, I wanna. I don't want to like butcher the team or like oh, you know what I don't care, like I feel like he came from an eastern, an eastern team, uh, and I think that now it's kind of. Uh, oh, let me see. Actually, I can probably, probably see where he's if he has. Oh, I don't think he has a social media presence, but, anyways, Toby Adewale, he's uh, he's coming in, and uh, seeing a few of his highlights, which I don't like to always talk about. Their performance with highlights, his highlights tend to be that highlights does not uh, entail the whole thing about what Phoenix right or what they do. It just shows us the best parts of what they do. But seeing he is pretty fast, he's faster than uh, than both uh, Corey Whelan and and AJ Cochran and Joey Farrell. Um, so it's gonna it's gonna be nice to have some speed in the back. Um, he looks pretty smart. He looks pretty clever. But I think what's gonna happen is if he gets caught, because like, I feel like a lot of the highlights he had was catching up highlights. Some of them were good intercepting highlights. But I think that a lot of them were. Um, catching up highlights, so he's running from the backfield, coming to the front, or coming from the front, from the from the front, coming to the backfield. So he's um, he's losing he he's losing position, and he's getting beat, and he has to make it his way back. And I think that that's not a good thing because if you get someone like uh, Junior Flemings, who is gonna sit there and just pick you apart, who is super fast, um, I think Adewale might have a problem with that. But at the end of the day. You know, it's not a bad thing coming from the back and 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 potentially getting up there. Um, I just don't like that whole, you know, that whole positioning of that. Like he he's gonna be a very he's gonna be an okay fit. I feel like he's gonna have the easiest time getting comfortable with players, but he's gonna be a, a, a okay fit. What do you think, Danny? With Adewale, I think that by this point. Phoenix Rising is used to big 
uh, I don't want to say personnel turnover, but they're used to new faces coming in every year. Mm-hmm. And I think that as the coaching staff, as well as the players, the, the veteran players, as you call them, coming back and the leadership of the group, they are... They have developed a great system of embracing the new players, teaching them how to play the Phoenix Rising way and what is expected from this team. Yeah. Because last year we said championship or bust. There cannot have been anything less than a championship from there. And there was and, that. And for, for like, they found a way to make it to not, to not have a championship, but we can't call it a bust no. because they were on their way. I, I, it's going to sound bad as a Phoenix Rising fan, but... I could not, with one hundred percent, one hundred percent conviction, say that we would have beat Tampa Bay in the finals. It would have been a good game, but I can't say one hundred percent. I know we would have beat them. I'm confident we could have beat them. Yeah, I think it would have been a great game. It would have been a great, great think, showing. They came in. Let's put great. it this way: I think we had a better chance of winning. Yeah, against Tampa Bay, but like you said, it's it's football. It's, it's, it's football, it's, and, and they they made it to the final for a reason. Yes, they're the best team in the East. And uh, so, so with that, with, with, so. The, with the game not played at all, it's like, all right, we can't judge the players for not bringing championship because they didn't get a chance. But we can't say fully, oh, we would have taken it 100% easily. Mm-hmm. So, so it kind of stayed in limbo. And well, anyway, all that's to say that Phoenix Rising Way is expected to win every game. Yeah, every single game come in. Like you can't say, ah, let's win fifty percent of them. You know, there's games, there's teams out there that put on in their preseason. Like if we win ten games, this is gonna be a good season for us. And I, no, Phoenix Rising, you're expected to win one hundred percent of the time. And that's that's what I'm talking about. About how like we're 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 a team that, like you said, is expected to win. I think the big the big thing with Phoenix Rising and the appeal that we get to these these new players that are coming in is that we can boast about that. Look, we made it to the finals. We made it to the playoffs the last four years, right? We made it to the playoffs in 2016, 17, I'm assuming. We lost right away. No, I, think. I think 16 we didn't, I think. I'm pretty I'd sure we look. might have. 17. Full disclosure. 16, 17. That was, that, that, that was before the Simone brothers were, so, yeah. were a part of. <laughs> so 17... 18 Well of course 18 went all the way to the Western We Conference went to finals. Western 19 we made it to the playoffs uh, No we made it to the finals 18 We made it to the playoffs Yeah We made it to the Western Conference finals 18 And then 19 no, we made it to the, to the To the finals We made it to the USL finals On the 18 We lost But we made it Yes to the, you're right We made it to USL finals Because if you win the the Western We make it to the, the, the finals Dummy come on Come on. Was I wrong, though? Did we make it to the finals? Yes. There so, you go. Where's the lie? <laughs> <laughs> we made it to the playoffs, and we lost against the fucking cheating-ass RSL. You know, everyone knows my other problem with them, being a two-team. Um, and then uh, and we saw how they couldn't bring Which one are you talking about now? <laughs> Raw Sight Lake. Yeah. Or uh, the Monarchs. That was 2019. That's what I'm saying. They beat oh, us to kick us semifinals. out. Semifinals. The semifinals. They beat yeah. us, actually, to end our... Our uh, our twenty game winning streak, um, and then they beat us again to take a to take us out of the not the finals, semifinals to to, sem- to get out of the to not make it to the semifinals. We got knocked out of the quarterfinals. That hurts. So <laughs> we ended up beating the team. I think it was New Mexico. Whoever, no, we ended up beating a. I forgot what team. No, we beat Austin in the quarterfinals, yeah. and Ralph Holly knocked us out in the semifinals because we beat Austin in the shootout. 
We 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 took this. Yes, that was our first game, which was the round of sixteen. And then we went to the quarterfinals and we lost to them. And they went to the semifinals. And then they went to the finals because they played. Uh, I forgot who they played. I think they played. Uh, our, uh, You're talking about the entire tournament to the USL Cup. I was just talking semifinals of the Western Conference. Oh, okay. So that's okay. where we're okay. Okay. We, so we're, we're on, on the same, same page, page now. Just different. <laughs> okay. Different books. <laughs> but um, so yeah, we got knocked out of the semifinals of the conference uh, before we went to the conference finals, which is terrible. Um, and then 2020, um, beyond be, beyond all belief, we made it to the USL final to just not play the game, which was the worst way we could not win a championship, uh, or not even earn the right to win a championship. Um, so I think players do see the fact that, look, Phoenix Rising wins. Phoenix Rising is consistent in winning, and Phoenix Rising is going to get there. The standards to play at Phoenix Rising are the best standards. This is also why we can afford, or this is why we can go after better players on other teams, because we can go and was like, hey, we're going to come after you. We think you're worth it. This is a winning team. Come play with us. You know, come play for us. A person that says no to coming to play for us, the only way they're going to say no is if they're going to the MLS at this point. Yes and no. I think a person would say no if they're too egotistical. Like, if I'm not yeah, going like to be the, the guy, star of the team. Like that guy that, uh, what's his name, Sandoval from New Mexico? Yeah. Because he's a, one, he's a he, native. He's a big fish in a little pond. And he's a native. He's from New Mexico, yeah. which is sad, but he's from New Mexico. <laughs> Who wants to be from New Mexico? <laughs> Hey buddy, your dreams are gonna die there anyways. So but anyways, he's from New Mexico, so he's never leaving. Like if he leaves, it's because he's messed up entirely and like they don't want him there anymore, and then he'll consider leaving. But by that time I doubt he's gonna be even that good. Because he's not that good anyways. I don't think he's that great. The forty year old still shows up to college parties. (laughs) (laughs) So but I think that the only yeah, the only ways if you're too egotistical or you're a home native at a at a team that you're where you're from then I can understand maybe not leaving or like say, you know, say for example, you had a, a, a kid born and raised in Phoenix, grew up, started playing for the Phoenix rising, becomes a star player, becomes like the most, like I'm pretty sure he's not leaving. I wouldn't leave. If I played for Phoenix rising and I was a and I was born here in, this, in, in Phoenix, which I am, but you know, being born here, being from here and I started playing for Phoenix rising. I was one of their most, like everyone loves me and everyone knows me. And I would never leave. Why? Because I'm home. And we're winning. I would never leave. I'd be like, Psh. we'd start losing. I'd become the captain of the team. What the fuck? <laughs> I was like, dude, like I, I, I stay here my whole career. Why? Because I love it here. You know, and I think a lot of players when they come to Phoenix, they end up liking it a lot. They end up liking the fact that they're here, that they, the the atmosphere is great. It's not like you know other cities and other states uh, where it's terrible to live at. So it was it was an actually a big uh, advantage to players here when the pandemic first hit and they uh, gyms and uh, training facilities closed down. Phoenix Rising players were able to go out on hikes because you know that's still open. You know, you, as long as people kept their distance and everything. They were going, and Phoenix is known very, very famous for hundreds and hundreds of hiking trails all around the metropolitan area. So all around Arizona, you can go. You are within a driving um, from different hiking driving spots. points to the most beautiful hikes probably in the country. Yeah. So like that's Some that's something that is a plus so. for for players that they could do that year around. Even right now, like right now, we're <laughs> we're what. 50 degrees and dying of cold here in Arizona. It's, 
it's beautiful to walk out and like you know be be outside around this time where other places are like buried in snow. Like I can't imagine how Kenny's living right now. You know what they told me that they were at this morning? Negative six. Jesus like, Go Christ. Fuck yourself. And and he was like, "Well, we're not outside. Fuck I don't that. care if you're outside or you not. You can't be outside. Like I can be outside. I was like, I would stay inside all day. I was like, I would hate being that cold. But anyways, so what what with the Phoenix Rising? What are your um, your thoughts on us moving forward? What do you think we need for the team? And what do you think we're gonna get with like personnel and stuff like that?" For what we need, that's a tough one. What we need, because I mean, we got our we got our number nine, we got help around him. Midfield's always been great. It's always been our overstacked position. That's if midfield. we get some of those players to resign again, like well, Stanton and things like even, that. Even even if we, <sighs> because who's staying? How many midfield? We're getting Kevin Lanvart, which is great. He's a veteran. We're getting Bacaro, and then. Uh, what is Staten is staying? I think yeah, Staten is staying. And then Quinn, Quinn is and coming Quinn in. Quinn is added, but like, is Jordan staying? I love Jordan, and Jordan was happy to be here because his mom lives in Phoenix, in Arizona. So it was a good move for him. I'm, I'm, I'm confident they're gonna get get, get a deal with him. I'm pretty sure I, they are too. I like, think. I, like, it, like you said, it's a good fit. His family's he, the family he loves, loves it here. here. He loves it here, and you know what? I'm pretty sure they're gonna come to an agreement, and I think we'll get Jordan. And Jordan, for the longest time, it w- it was it was a, even a hot take from from me. Like Jordan was playing a lot better than Bacero for most of the season yeah. up until the end, where Bacero kind of stepped it up a little bit finally. But um, but no, Jordan, I'm pretty sure is coming back. The defense itself, I would be. I, th- I think you know That's what? what we need. Left back, both left. We need left back and a and a strong. Because I want Darnell to go back to the right. Yes. So so like I think if we get a left back, Darnell will be able to go back to the right. Uh, I was about to say Corey could go back to the middle. <laughs> There's still hope. If I he stay, so. he already said if he if he is gonna stay in the country, he wants to come back to Phoenix. I hope he stays. I love Corey. I think Corey would is has been a great fit for Phoenix Rising. I think Corey has made a massive impact in that defensive uh, midfield or the defense the the middle the the center back position. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think he's he's helped Corey uh, uh, AJ. He definitely helped. AJ. He helped AJ better his game. I, I think he helped Farrell more than AJ. And he did help Farrell a lot as well. Also by being the fact that he was winning the position that position all the time. Yeah. And it, and it has to light a fire under Farrell's ass to be like, I need to play better in order to stay on top of this. And it team. worked. So that's a good thing. The problem is obviously Farrell. I mean, the problem is Corey being English. You know, he wants to go back home to England. Well, that that's where we have another advantage because he is so young. He can afford one two. more year in Phoenix. He can afford two more years in he Phoenix. Can like, let, let's let's get a really, really good. Get him ready. Get thrown back to England and then see how he does yeah. playing, uh, having more. On time, on field experience. Yeah, like with because I think that sure, English under nineteen team, you still got like young players fast and stuff like that. But it's still not like the same as playing uh, with more grown adults. And I mm-hmm. think that him playing with uh, older adults and playing with like a in a league that's uh, obviously this league this uh, this year was a little bit shit. But it, you know you still got to play a lot. Yeah, normally you like play thirty eight games. A but season. he 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 would be starting a lot of those games, if not all those games, yep. giving him so much more advantage. Even though he was a captain in in Liverpool, you're still not playing as many games and you're not playing uh, as big competition because everyone knows that you know when you play 
And just just to, just to uh, full disclosure, he was a captain, but it was under nineteen. Yes, under he nineteen. Was the under nineteen captain. So it's one of those things that I think it would benefit him to play here, and we'll see. Yep. So hopefully, hopefully he will come back. But yeah, I think I think my final answer would be a good left back. Good left back to solidify for, that position for the plane for the the on team. Yeah. So I think a good left back as well. I thought that was one of the big things. I think um, we also need to focus a little bit more <sighs> personnel wise. We're pretty good. I think what I want to see change in is with Rick. I want to see a little bit faster subs. Decision making The subs and Like taking subs out And putting them in And also um, When we're playing games That are not as Because I'd rather see Big changes in the beginning of the year So like you trying out new subs Or new players Towards the beginning To kind of get a feel of how they are Then try to start putting these players on Towards the the end of the year Where we might need Decision making um, Wins You know what I mean Like My biggest issue Is when he then Wants to like Then later on in the year Like towards the end He starts then Like oh let me Start subbing in these forwards Like what are you doing He's like what are you doing Why are you subbing them now It's like Why didn't you try them out And see if they were a good fit Five Six Seven Like weeks Ten weeks ago Eleven Thirteen weeks ago why didn't you see if they were a good fit then? Why are we barely towards the end of the season? We need this win, and you're going to put this player? Like, no, I'm more confident with the players we've been playing. Why? Because you've never changed anybody. I think Rick Schantz needs to actually be more comfortable making subs at an early time and not worry so much about how players um, are going to react. Because at the end of the day, we're all, we're trying to win. We're not trying yeah. to. Because what happens is, when we saw it with Baccaro, Baccaro played a lot of 90-minute games, and in some of the games that he started, you can see he was tired. He was exhausted. He didn't play to the same potential. And what happened towards the end of the year, Coach Rick, he started taking him out and started starting other people. And then you saw him come in. Like you said, at the end of the year, he started performing better. Why? Because he had more rest. Yep. He had an opportunity to actually take a breather and take a break. Not only did he take a break and a breather, he saw that there was players out there more willing to play. Lit his lit his ass on, on fire. Be like, hey, I need uh, to get All right, now he, here's the thing. I'm not going to disagree with what you said. I will agree with everything you just said. The only thing that I will play devil's advocate here is at the beginning of the season, well, even before, in the offseason, this team was built for two tournaments because they were going to play for the league and they were going to play for the cup as well. Okay. So that's why there was so much depth. The, the experiments that you're talking about were, I'm very sure, they were de- uh, designed to be experiments during cup games. And then have them players going in now, you know, have that rotation, have some players start on Saturdays for the leagues, other players start on Wednesdays for the cup. And when it was all thrown out the window, he had 16 games to do what he was going to do in 38 league plus another 20 for the cup or whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. So like all that had to be consolidated. So I think that that's the only thing that I'll play devil's advocate was, is that he didn't have the time that he thought he did. For developing all these other players in chemistry, you know what he still ha- honestly, I'm not mad at Rick in the sense uh, because this he made do with what he could during this season, right? It was a shit show season, and he made do, and he figured out and a he way. He almost won a cup. He almost won a cup, <laughs> even after the controversy and shit happened. We almost won a cup. All right, my final question to you. Yeah, 
You're happy that Rick's coming back or no? Yeah, I like Rick. All right. I'm not I know there's people out there that don't like Rick and there's and there's specific groups that hate Rick. Yep. I don't have one he's a local guy, so that's, you know, he's from Arizona. Two when uh what's his name? Garbajal or Cardinal or what was the guy's name? The previous coach, the previous head coach. Um I forgot his name, but he was there like in 2018, and he left like midway through the He's season. He's in Las Vegas now. I forget his name. Oh, 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 fucking asshole. But anyways, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. He left, right? And they made Rick head coach, interim head coach at that time, and he stepped up to the plate, got us to a final, right? We almost won that final. Now, he... He had his issue. He had his problem. His, which I think is not. It was just a kind of misunderstanding. I don't think he actually has. In, I don't think he has. I don't think he actually believes that there. You know, that's how things should be in soccer. I think there was just a misunderstanding and a miscommunication of things. Which I personally, if you can't forgive somebody for something someone says, how do you expect them to change? How do you expect them to to make yeah. it, to be a difference? If you're just gonna sit there like nah 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 nah. I hate Teddy Bridgewater, but if he starts making a difference, I might come around. My point being is that I don't think you'll come around. I probably won't. You you literally said he can win you the Super Bowl because <laughs> he wouldn't win the Super Bowl. It would be our uh, the rest of the team. Oh my god! So, anyways, <laughs> no, but for reals, for reals, with with Rick, I think that he's shown us what he can do. He's shown us that we can win. We can see the 2019 season as one of those examples of like him actually winning games and showing us that he can put in players that make a difference. And putting the right players and making the right decisions, I think that this year with the pandemic and how everything happened, he came out of it a lot better than we thought we were going to be in. Especially because we did lose a f- few of our first games against teams like OC. We didn't beat OC. We lost to OC this year. We didn't beat them at all. We lost. We we tied one game. We tied one we and tied lost another, one. And, and we lost one. So it's like we didn't win. They took us out this year. They have they have the better record against us. The OC right now. Where they're they're up one, basically, we were at zero zero because we had one 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 one. Well, we tied, took your guy, and then they took, they, and then they. But the the thing is, I think Rick is a good fit for Arizona for for the Phoenix Rising. I think that he has a good scheme that works well for this team. Because the problem is, and I and you know the problem when you put in new coaches. You put in new coaches, and what happens? The same thing happened in 2019 when Rick was finally, like, he was head coach, and he changed the whole scheme of everything, started flaming from the back, pushing forward. Everybody hated it until it started working. Yep. What's going to happen is that you're going to have, a, if you get a new head coach, you're going to have a new head coach with different ideas and different wants and different beliefs on how football should be played, just like every coach. And they're going to try to implement their stuff. And the problem is when you get players as a coach, when I get players, when I'm looking for players or when you're looking for players, you're looking for specific things. There's specific players you want. They're going to work specific or for uh, uh, for key things that you need. You need key players that I need left backs and right backs that are going to be running up and down constantly because you, you want to play those right backs and left backs up. There are some teams that play three defenders in the back. They don't want that. They want midfielders that can do. So there's different different types of formation, different types of plays. So Rick Schantz is looking for players that he needs, that he thinks are key players to be put on this team. When you get a new coach, the problem happens is that they don't care about the players you picked up because those players are not your key players. Meaning that someone like Asante, who might be a key player for us, we get a new coach, might not be a key player for him. 
you might be like, you know what? I don't like this play. I don't think his play style is going to work for us. He's too small. He's too this. Then what happens? We lose a key player on a different scheme that worked for us for years. But I think for something like that, all, all those questions or most of those questions, I think get answered during the interview. They do. When you're, when you're interviewing, are like, okay, what do you take out? Solomon or something. Like, yeah, I don't like his playing. I don't think that guy's getting hired. Well, no, because I don't. It, it, he may have great ideas. He may have a good record, but you know what a means. But you don't know. But you don't know what you're getting until you see them play. You only know what you've seen, but when then you start making your changes. And so, put it this way: you see Solomon. So you see someone. Let, let's put like Flemings and something like that, right? You mm-hmm. see Flemings and what he did with Phoenix. When if he goes, because I'm pretty sure he's not going to stay here. I feel, I feel like lots of things have have happened where he's not going to stay here. Right. But since he goes to another team, since he goes to the East Coast and, and he goes to a different team. No, it's not for sure that he's going to put up the same numbers over there because the scheme might not be the same. Might might not be the same way of playing because the play the the players aren't in the same that that scheme that needs to work for him. Right? Just like for for a long time. But we, we're talking about two different things. We're talking about a coach change well, no, whether the player change. Second, what I'm trying right. to get to. So then you bring in a new coach where some where he has that same scheme like going like a different scheme that doesn't work with having those running from the side, cutting in. Maybe you want to play two forwards on top and you want to have four defenders, four midfielders, and you want to play a, a, a different way, right? The problem with stuff like that is now you have two forwards. You don't have two top people. You have Asante and you have more that play more wings, so now you have to find another forward to play on top like that. Then you have to find two. It's just what I'm saying is, sure, you can have these great players that play well and that are great, but then when you get a new coach and they don't know how to utilize you because they don't know, just because you come in, you're not going to sit here and like, oh, I won't sit Asante out. But then you start putting your scheme and you're like, ah, he's not working for me. He's not doing, that's going to happen after you get hired. You don't know how these players are going to react to the change. There are some players that adapt really well to change, that adapt fantastically well to change and can play in positions, of maybe the, the position they were playing, they were good at, but then they get switched to a different position and become great at, Right. So that's what happens, but what I'm saying is, it's not always guaranteed to happen where you get good play, you you get player or coach, new coaches come in, and they play the same players the same way. They might be like, oh, Bakero's great, but he's slow on the ball, and we need him to we need him to be a little bit more this. He doesn't know he doesn't play defense very well. He doesn't run back. I need someone that's gonna be a little bit more aggressive running back or being able to play more like this. He doesn't go for headers. He doesn't do this. There's things that he does well that we like in our scheme, like. Passing up and moving forward, free kicks and things like that. But another coach might not see the same thing. Other coaches might see like, you know what? He's not good. He's slow. He's not playing the way we need him to play. He doesn't run back on defense very much. And he does. He doesn't know how to defend well. It's like, let's put Jordan in instead of Baccaro. And then Baccaro becomes a sideline show. A number 10 on the sideline. My, my point being is I like Rick Stank. And I think it's a good boot for Phoenix. Holy long walk for a short drink of water. <laughs> that was a huge tangent for that yes. <laughs> People need to know. Well, you know, I'll just keep it short. Yes, I love Rick that stain. I'm going to say for most of the same reasons, even though half of them were like you were way out there with the why you wouldn't want a new coach. Watch, you're going to see when we lose Rick. Well, you're going to see what I'm talking about, and I'm going to bring it up on the show. Rick is going to retire as Phoenix Rising. I hope he does, but if he, <laughs> if he doesn't, I'm going I'm, I'm to show you then why, and I'm going to explain to you why what's going to happen. All right. 
Well, hopefully we get some more news coming out uh, soon this week with more Phoenix Rising players. You know, we uh, we got one of the busiest front office every offseason. They do uh, they do a great job. Shout out to our GM, Bobby Duel, who's uh, – is it Duel or Duel? I think Duel. Duel. All right. Bobby Duel always does a fantastic job building a fantastic team for uh, Coach Rick Chance to, uh, to play with. I'm looking forward to a good season. We're, I know we're months away, but – Feels like I want to start now. <laughs> like like always, right? I, Lucio, where can I, um, the people find you on social media? They can find me at Martin Lucio on Facebook. And look at you having a first name. King Lucio ten on Instagram. And that's pretty much it, because I'm not tweeting right now at all. So you in a fight with Twitter? I'm, I don't know. I just honestly, with Twitter, it's just such a shit show. I, I, I constantly get notifications on things I give no shits about. Um, I constantly get people. I, I feel like I follow people that I probably shouldn't follow from from different organizations or different kind of things. I'm just kind of like, I don't want to listen to you. I can care less what you have to say, what to think. I already got enough people that follow you guys that let me know what you think that I can do without. Um, and to be fair, I just don't like tweeting. I don't like putting anything on Twitter. I don't like talking on Twitter. I don't like putting anything. I think opinion, I think, you know, I think that my opinions, why we have this podcast is great, but like actually going online is like, I don't care what you think. (laughs) I don't care what you have to say on my tweet. And to be fair, I don't put out interesting stuff anyways. Like I don't talk about interesting interesting persons. I'm interesting on the show, but I'm not interesting. (laughs) Like, you know, on Twitter, on Twitter, because one, I don't Twitter right. So apparently, I was told by your wife this years ago that I don't Twitter correctly. You know so. what? I've been told that too. Like, I, I like I, I'll tweet out once a week. I know it's some stupid bullshit. Like, I've seen <laughs> it, and I was like, you know what? He has no likes. I might like it. <laughs> but no, it's like I, I've been told by your wife that I don't tweet correctly. So I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I don't tweet correctly. Then I just don't care to use it. Yeah. So we'll we'll eventually learn. Like you guys could also find. We're me. eventually gonna get. We're eventually going to get someone because Irene has done a terrible job doing our social media. So we're eventually going to find someone, whether it be Jeremy, whether it be the, the, Rick, the only paid person on the show. It might be somebody eventually. <laughs> eventually, we're going to get someone and we're going to be like, hey, dude, we're going to need you to do social media this bitch. I'm, we need to find someone that's. You know what? Gonna- Anyone out there. Find us on social media, and we may or may not get back to you because the person we're looking for is a social media. So, so we we uh, you know I'm just gonna say it. If you want to be a part of the show, but you don't want to be the one talking, whether you're shy or you don't think, but you still want to be a part of the show, give us a call, man. Give us a text. You know, give us uh, you know, send us a, a direct message or something on Facebook or DMs Instagram. DMs are open, right? And just let us know. Hey, right, sidebar: Is it DMs or PMs? Doesn't matter because I've seen a direct message, I've seen private message, or something like that. So, doesn't matter what is it? It's you can say DMs or PMs. I've always known this DM like when you slide, you slide in someone's DMs, it it, it sounds weird sliding to someone's PMs. Like, (laughs) you can say either or, it just I think it's like one of those depending on where you're from thing. Some people say private message, someone says direct message. I think it's just literally depending on where you're from. Just like up north, they say pop, but we say soda down here. And some places they say fountain drinks, you know, things like that. All right. So the way I think about it is that you send someone a personal message like, oh, where can I find you guys on blah, blah, blah. You send someone a DM. It's like, hey, what you doing tonight? 
<laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you can do it that way. But it's, you can send the same thing on a personal message. I was like, what hey, it's, it's the same platforms. It's, it's called a different thing. That's, like, that's, that's, that's what, what I'm I don't telling get. you. It's you some, young people. Some people get say, off my lawn. hey, hey, all right. Just, I don't know what it is. <laughs> these young people, man, no cap, dead ass. You know, these fucking weird words, drip, ice. You know, like, I don't know how to use these fucking words. Do you know how to use drip? Do you even know what drip means? You mean like a fountain? No. <laughs> drip. Apparently it has something to do with like your style or something, right? I, I still to this day don't know how to use it correctly, apparently. And you, you, I mean, we could we could go on and on. Like just uh, reading some of these messages young people do. Like look at it. We're so old. We're like we're saying young people. I own. I own. Like I O O N. Like people type that out. I don't know what's going to happen. I own, and literally that's how they say it. To be fair, why would you make it longer than IDK? I don't know, but that's literally what I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen, but and they they, they like try to spell it out exactly the back. Do you know what cap means? Cap? Yeah, yeah. It's it's where you can no longer spend on salary. Do you know how these young kids use cap? Oh, it means like lying. What? Literally, if I go, bro, I just won the lottery yesterday, cap. That so, means so, so is it okay. like our version of psych? Like, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> like, yeah, nah. I won the lottery. Ah, so, psych. So, so then when you like, you want to let people know that you're serious or you're not lying, you'll be like, yeah, dude, like I just, I just, you know, me and this girl just went on a date, no cap. Or no like, cat. bro, no I'm t- look, look, look. I'll, I'll show it to you just to show you I'm what I'm, what I'm, what I'm talking to you about. Watch. No and it's, cat. and it's one, of, it's one of the, and it's one of my players. It's, it's, it's Robbie, uh, Robbie Anderson. Oh my god, right? Um, Robbie Anderson. He used that today in one of his like tweets or something, or what was it? Uh, no cap. Yo, Cleveland is just destroying the Tennessee Titans right now. No cap. God, where was it? No cap. Exactly. <laughs> you're using it correctly. Oh, my God. Oh, you know what? That. It was on the Panthers well, one. Well, while Lucio looks it up, y'all can find me at PHX Orona. Hashtag no cap. Is it just no cap or is it hashtag no cap? It, it, I, I want to be hip for the youngins. Wish I had a game today. No cap. Okay, so it's not hashtag. But, yeah, no cap. Find me on social right there uh es el dani on instagram or it's el dani no es el dani es el dani on instagram and uh you can find the show sticks.kicks on twitter sticks and kicks one on instagram or vice versa either way you'll find the show right there sticks and kicks on facebook send us a message and yeah no cap we need a social media person so y'all let us know <laughs> we're dead ass <laughs> dead ass dead ass need a social media no cap, no cap. <laughs> lucio thank you so much for joining us of course huge, my dude huge shout out to to uh kenny for also phoning in from uh colorado and trent his father-in-law trent for out there we are uh we we we've been talking about having trent when hockey season comes we definitely got to have trent on the show uh, shout out to Jeremy also couldn't make it tonight He'll be here next week And thank you to all you guys for like putting up with us For these uh, last couple of hours Hopefully we were a little bit entertaining A little bit informative And now we got a little bit We got just enough time to pray rosary before the Cardinals game So Lucio let's get to it Saca el Rosario Because we need this win <laughs> Thank right. you guys so much We'll see you guys next time here on Sticks and Kicks <laughs>